Welcome to the second episode of the Nameless Podcast. I'm Matthew Lopez Chronics. Today's uh, Monday morning. It's August 27th. Hope everyone's starting their week well. Thank you for tuning in. I am super excited. I wanted to take this time and start out this second episode kind of talking more about myself so that all of you can get to know me better. Uh, and I just want to start with some easy stuff. We are talking. To, we are going to be talking about sports. So I wanted to discuss some of my favorite teams, some of the stories behind how they become my favorite teams. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of people I listen to, a lot of their where they grew up really originates what teams they enjoy watching and following. Um, with mine and the fact that I've lived all sorts of different places and just pure coincidence in a lot of cases that I have followed some of these teams because of teams and players for that matter. And so I kind of wanted to start there and kind of discuss how that kind of transpired. Um, for me, let's, we'll just start with football. With football, I remember first watching it let me rewind a little bit. So I was born in Hackensack, New Jersey. I don't have very many memories of New Jersey because we left when I was probably three or four. Um, I do remember snow. Um, my entire family was all born and raised in the New York area. So I have lots of family in the New York area. Um, so I remember driving into New York to see grandparents and things like that. Um, but as a kid, I don't, while we were in New Jersey at that age, I don't, I don't necessarily remember sports or anything like that. It's just little bits and pieces, things that I remember, like going over to friend's house and things like that. Um, I do remember making like snowmen. Those, those are vivid memories from an early age that I, I recall. Um, my first actual sports memory was... We then moved and we were living in um, St. Petersburg, Florida, and I recall watching Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins. And I remember the first ever piece of sports memorabilia that I ever was given was a Dolphins helmet that my mom got me. And I remember just running around always having that on. Now, with that being said, you're probably thinking like, oh, he likes the Dolphins. No, do not like the Dolphins at all. I just wanted to... Like that, that was my first sports memory. And I was like, oh, Dolphins, they look so cool. And then I vividly remember watching, it was a playoff game. And it was the Denver Broncos versus the Miami Dolphins. And I think it was the 85, I want to say it was divisional game, but I think they actually called it something different back then. Uh, but that was the first time I was exposed to who, in my opinion, was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, John Allen. And that, from there, that on, I, I don't know psychologically how these things happen or like how, what triggers in your brain, but I became a Denver Bronco fan. I've been a Denver Bronco fan my entire life, um, unwavering support through highs and lows, just like anything in life. I mean, you see the highs because that very next year, 1986, I, at what was I, seven or something like that? I I watched The Drive live. 
And if a lot of people don't remember what that is, that's the 80 some are some are 80 yard game winning drive that John Elway did against Cleveland Browns in the AFC Championship game. Sad thing then, two weeks later, my dad, who is a massive New York Giant fan, I remember betting him $5 that, which $5 then was a lot, $5 now is like nothing. Well, that's just hilarious to think about. Uh, and I just remember I bet him $5, which was like my like two-week allowance, I think, that the Broncos would beat the Giants, and then the Giants beat the Broncos 39-20. And then the heartbreak of being a fan was poured because then the next year they got crushed by the Redskins. But that makes no difference because, like I said, there's highs and lows in anything in sports, and you can learn a lot from sports. But I've been a humongous Bronco fan. Um, when they finally won those back-to-back Super Bowls, that, and I was in high school, that was just so enjoyable because at that point, we're living in California and in 49er Raider country, which, yeah, the Raiders had come back from back to Oakland because when when I was younger, they were in L.A. And if you know anything about the Raiders, they're back and forth. And now they're moving to Vegas in like two years. I think they have one more year after this in Oakland. Um, the barrier was really 49er country. It was Joe Montana. It was Jerry Rice. Then it was Steve Young and Jerry Rice. And then the Raiders were Raiders. I mean, Al was Al. If reading the Santa Rosa Press Democrat or the San Francisco Chronicle, as all you saw was Raider Niner coverage. Back then, there was no Warrior coverage. I mean, there was Warrior coverage. It's not getting wrong, but like the Warriors were terrible. Um, they had exciting players that were here and then gone. Um, but for me, it was. And I mean, even like even like growing up, a lot of I mean, the predominantly it was 49er and Raider, but. It's a lot of people move from other places, so a lot of people when I grew up, a lot of people rooted for the Cowboys. The Cowboys were good, but there were other people that you know had other interests in other teams. For me, it was always the Broncos. It was always really because of John Elway. Really got lucky to see a lot of amazing players like Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp, um, Steve Atwater, Dennis Smith. I mean, guys that were amazing. You know, I, mean, I don't think we're going to see Steve Outlers anymore. That guy's built like a truck and hit like a tank. Can't really do that anymore. <laughs> the way he played uh, definitely does not exist in football anymore, especially with the new helmet rule that's definitely been curbed and it's been curbed for their safety. So the un- uh, the uh, unbelievable, reckless abandonment that uh, Steve Outwater would play for, I remember a hit he did on Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye was a... Running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, the man was built like a bus. And uh, that was that's probably number one Steve Atwater's highlight reel. Maybe the the pass defense against the Packers in the Super Bowl might be number one. That's probably number one for him. Um, that's probably number two for me. Number one for number one for me for him would be the hit he put on Christian Okoye. And this man was a beast. He he trucked people. There was no there was no agility. Um, he was just hit the hole, run straight, run through and over people. And uh, Al Water hit the hole and hit him dead in his tracks and knocked him back a couple yards. I think it was some 
just random regular season game. I think it was on CBS. Um, at that time, I was probably recording every single football game that was on TV. Really? And actually, I was probably record- I was recording so much. I had so many VHS tapes. I was recording basketball and football. Not so much baseball. I was like, I played baseball and basketball. I was really into, you know, keeping score of the baseball games. So I, I don't know how many people do this now, but someone gets, a, you know, it's a, it's a way on paper to kind of like write out how, what's happening in the games and things like that and what positions people are at and what they did at that and things like that. Maybe one podcast will go into that. I haven't thought about that in so long, but I used to have notebooks of just games that I would score and things like that. For basketball and football, yeah, I just, well, I like hundreds of tapes that I would just record and then rewatch and things like that. Um, most of the football games were just my team. I would record the playoff games. Um, but for regular season, I would just record my teens. For basketball, I would just record anything that came on. So NBA on NBC and things like that. ESPN wasn't play- ESPN didn't have basketball back then. They ESPN was limited. There were it was more baseball. It was a baseball network, and a lot has changed since I was a kid to now. I mean, baseball is not nearly as popular as they were when I was growing up. Definitely for sure. Um, it's definitely come back. It's much more exciting now. Um, but I mean, it's football and basketball. Um, but for football, uh, I've been blessed to see my team win three Super Bowls, which is pretty amazing. I mean, just winning three years ago, beating Cam Newton and the Panthers. And that was in San Francisco. That was pretty amazing. Um, didn't get to go to the game. We thought about it. We thought about it. We looked at tickets and it's just to be able to watch the game in the, you know, in the the nice confines of my house, it's just much better. Um, especially, I, I'll be honest, I get I get crazy watching Bronco football, and I know it's fan fanatic. I get that. Um, I just it for the football wise, I get crazy with basketball for sure when my teams are playing. I I get kind of kind of nuts for baseball. Not anymore. I used to get really crazy for baseball. Maybe just I I don't understand. I don't know why that's changed, but that has. Um, but for football, I get crazy for the Broncos, and I watched that game by myself. Uh, probably good that I did. I mean, when when Miller had that hit on Cam and that fumble at the beginning of the game, I was. I, I about lost it. I, I not gonna lie, it, it was it was nuts. Um, touch upon a little bit about what I'm thinking now for the Broncos. I listen to BSM Bronco podcast. The nice thing about podcasts and just finding any sort of content is when your teams aren't local. I mean, it's it's very easy to to keep in touch and keep your finger on what's going on with your teams. Um, I've, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what the prospects of this team are. I'm, 
I'm super stoked that they got Bradley Chubb. I think doubling down on your defense and getting someone impactful. I'm not going to lie, I really wanted Saquon Barkley. I don't know why. I, I just wanted us to have a dynamic running back, you know, like we had with TD. Or I mean, all the all of the all of the running backs that seemingly Mike Shanahan made out of clay, uh, like Mike Anderson and things like that. But having a dynamic, explosive, amazing running back, that was always that was something that I wanted. But the way that it turned out with where the Browns went and then the Giants jumping on Barkley and not getting a quarterback, which if Manning can still play and Odell is back and they're keeping him. He's happy. He's engaged. Adding Barkley can really add to their title window. And then they spent a ton of money on their offensive line. My dad's stoked. He he's super excited to see where the Giants can go. I mean, I can they get back? I don't know. Manning's been so inconsistent that it's really tough to say. But he's gonna have the weapons. They've got some good veterans that they signed in the offensive line. So we'll see what happens. But um, with that being said, I'm, I'm excited for Bradley Chubb because when you have two amazing pass rushers and him and Vaughn Miller, I mean, you can do a lot in your defense. You saw what Wade Phillips did with this defense when they have that attacking style, when, when DeMarcus Ware is 100% and not hurt with his back, what him and Vaughn Miller could do. I still think that we haven't seen anything from Shane Ray. Shane Ray is a beast. Um, I think that him and Shaq Barrett, that they're going to have a lot of different guys that are going to be able to come from different angles and get after the quarterback, which is really going to make this defense really good. I mean, they've got great secondary, Chris Harris, Bradley Roby. This team is going to be able to get after the ball and maybe get some turnovers. And with Keenum, we finally, finally for the first time in a, in a while, we finally got a guy that's going to be able to put points on the board as opposed to taking points off the board and turning the ball over. Um, I don't know what to say about Chad Kelly. I like Chad Kelly. Um, I mean, he's the, the nephew of Jim Kelly, Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, Chad Kelly, Paxton Lynch, I just, I think you're, there's, there's three types of quarterbacks. You're in, you're a backup. I mean, it's four types. There's backup quarterback in the NFL. And I mean, that's, that's really what Marcus Simeon is. And I mean, yeah, he's traded to the Vikings, but Simeon, a backup quarterback is a guy that can come in and win you one, two, three games. Um, an NFL starting caliber quarterback is a guy that, you know, is going to start 16 games in a year. He's going to put you in position to win and potentially get you to the playoffs. Then you've got playoff quarterback. That's a guy that, you know, he's on your team. You're going to go to the playoffs. And then you've got Super Bowl contenders. Those are the Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Those are the guys that, you know, can get you to the game and win. Um, for me, I feel like we have a playoff starting quarterback with Keno. I mean, he really needs to prove again what he did with the Vikings is for real. Um, does this team have the quarterback of the future? Uh, maybe with Chad Kelly. I mean, with backups, everybody gets so excited about them. They're like, ah, I just feel like we need we need to see. I mean, he didn't play at all last year. He if he's coming in as the number two, I mean, learning and really maturing, maturing as a football player and as a person, I mean, we'll see where his growth can really take him, and I'm excited to see that. Uh, Royce Freeman, pick, ha, 
He is one of my backup running backs in my fantasy football league. He's looked explosive. We haven't really had an explosive running back in a long time. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, the Broncos have two exciting veteran wide receivers. Um, so we'll see. Um, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to be excited for. The AFC West is going to be tough. Um, the Chiefs potentially could take a step back. I mean, you've got a young, inexperienced quarterback. He's super talented. If he can, if he can perform to where he's capable of, and I mean, Andy Reid's a genius. So they're they're going to win football games. But it it's you know it's it's going to be tough. It's not going to be it's not going to be easy. Um, the Chargers, you never discount them. I mean, they've got two two amazing defensive players and then you got Phillip Rivers. So if Phillip Rivers is healthy and the offensive line lets him stand upright and throw the ball, the Chargers are gonna win football games. The Raiders, I'm excited that I'm excited that Chucky John Gruden is back. Um I always thought that he I always wanted him to get back into football. I mean he's amazing on on the broadcast team and he's he's so exciting. But um I'm glad that the Raiders have him back because when the Raiders are good in football, it makes football more exciting. When the Raiders and Broncos are both good, I mean, the nice thing in AFC West got so many actual rivalry games. So when it's the Raiders and the Broncos, it, it may, and they're both good, it makes for good football. So I'm excited. The AFC West can be tough. I mean, this could be one of those years where literally the last place team is seven and nine, and the first place team is like ten and six. I mean, that could happen. I think all four teams can definitely make it to the playoffs um, and then do some things once they get there. I mean, all four of these teams, I mean, I, I hope Khalil Mack comes back living in the Bay area. He's been a no show. I mean, who knows what's going on with this contract. You, I read on Bleacher Report SB Nation that they're looking to maybe trade him. Uh, I wouldn't. He's, he's one of the best young defensive players in football. I keep him. Um, but we're gonna switch gears in a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some of our other some of the other teams that I enjoy in sports and what I enjoy watching and how I began. But that's pretty much my story of my football journey and how basically John Elway John Elway is the reason why I'm a Denver Bronco fan. So let me back in a second. All right, so welcome back. Just wanted to finish up. Say thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen to me. Um, I don't want to go too long with these things. I think like 20, 25 minutes of someone's time to get a, a bit of my story, starting with with the football side of things. I think that's exciting enough. I think that as we keep going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to post content as consistently as possible. I really appreciate Mark Mitri taking the time to post an article on LinkedIn of like really how to be successful in podcasting. And it really, it really, your content needs to be there and on purpose and you need to be consistent about it. And I'm going to be as consistent as possible. I get on every morning, do some recording and really share my story and down the road, hopefully talk to some exciting people. So uh, I would love for everyone to hit subscribe at any of the different places that this podcast now is on. I mean, on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud right now, just to name a few. Uh, so hit subscribe. I'm going to come to you every morning that I can and tell a bit about my story and talk about some things with life or entertainment or sports. 
We just happen to start with sports to just start telling where I'm from, who I am, and give you bits and pieces about myself. So, once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Nameless Podcast. This was episode two. It's been super fun. I am super excited, using super a whole bunch of times to talk about myself and how happy I am to bring this podcast. So, I will be talking to all of you soon. Um... That would be with episode three really, really soon, hopefully tomorrow morning. Um, I hope everyone has a great Monday, almost the end of August. Definitely here in Northern California, it is super windy and kind of rainy looking. So I hope wherever you are, you're having an amazing day. I hope to talk to you guys soon. Thank you.